Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. see, see. It, it looks something like this. This is the Football Media Podcast. I'm Matt Murphy. Today I'm joined with Josh Schneiderweiler. Hello, Josh. Hi, it's good to be here. And John McKenzie. Hello. Who's, who obviously usually presents this, so this is an awkward situation where I'm presenting it, but he is also contributing. So Josh is here. Josh created the podcast Football Today, and uh, John also contributes to it. And so it's uh, it's a nice opportunity you know, for football podcastception, where we're on a football podcast right now talking about <laughs> another football podcast. Um, so for anyone who hasn't listened before, Josh, what is Football Today? Football Today is kind of uh, football's answer to the daily or Today Explained. So, you know, we primarily do more like a narrative news style um, and we take events that are going on in football and give it, you know, proper context and, you know, whether that be connecting the dots between that um, story and another story going on somewhere else around the world, or maybe looking at it from an angle that most other newspapers and outlets aren't really examining. Um, so we do that. And then the other thing that I would say is a bit different is we try to use the medium quite well, like the audio, the audio medium. Um, you know, a lot of these stories that happen, you know, don't really have that emotional impact if you just read it versus when you hear someone talk about it or tell a story, it really kind of sinks in a lot more. Um, For example, you know, uh, the episode that came out this morning was about Chris Wilder. Now he's been in the news all week. Um, He's been linked to Arsenal. A lot of people have said, you know, if you Unai Emery gets sacked, it should be Chris Wilder, but you can't know how good Sheffield United are doing right now without knowing kind of his backstory. And a lot of people are surprised by this, but if you know, Chris Wilder, this isn't surprising at all. And we explain that in the episode that this is actually what we should have expected. Um, And so, you know, there's a great story that James Shields tells in the episode that if I had read it personally, it would not have sunk in with me. But like hearing him tell that story, you feel like you're in Chris Wilder's shoes. So that's kind of the idea of the podcast is to tell stories in a new way from the print media and then also, you know, kind of connect the dots across the world of football because, you know, that's what makes football kind of so special, in my opinion, as an American, is that people play it all around the world. And in the UK, there tends to be a UK centric focus which we're trying to kind of eschew in our podcast. What makes audio in particular and podcasts so compelling to do something about? Because, I mean, obviously there's so many mediums now that you can tell stories. What made uh, a podcast so attractive to use this kind of medium? Well, you know, I kind of referenced it before, but, you know, when you're adding context to a story, you know, for example, Chris Wilder, if you do a profile of him, and you use a quote from him, you know, that might feel one way. But if you hear it on a podcast, if you hear his words and how he delivers it, you know, that might have a much harder impact on you, uh, the audience member. Uh, So that's, you know, kind of 
you know, what I'm talking about. And also like, you know, football is a huge passion for a lot of people. And you kind of want to tap into that passion. If someone's referencing a goal, like to hear that goal and to hear the announcer, like, you know, give that celebration is kind of what makes football so magical to, at least for me, is like, you really feel that emotion. You remember where you were when that goal happened, when you heard that call. And I just don't get that when I read articles, you know, it might just be me, but I feel like it's other people as well. You can just kind of add that, you know, essentially we're trying to make it more three dimensional and tap into that um, element, you know, of adding context. And uh, John, who's, who's here with me as well, you've contributed to the podcast. What what uh, are the kind of interesting or most interesting topics that you guys have talked about? Because I know I've listened to a number of the episodes. You know, you guys won't stop Brexit. Like I know, I know, loads of people will will withhold Brexit from sport content and try and kind of not make anything political. But it is a, it is a story that have, that impacts everyone, and and so um, it's important to tell that story of how it affects people within sport as well and within football and and so what are the what are the kind of most interesting stories that you've you've helped tell so far the the, the way we approach stories is, is is twofold one of them is we want to do stories that are up to date and uh and are um current and uh are being covered in a very specific way which doesn't give much of the context so there's there's uh, the stories that we've done so for example we did a, a Leeds united centenary um episode on the on the the day of the Leeds centenary and we just gave the history of of Leeds's formation and then we spoke to Phil Hay from the Athletic about the, the, I, I guess we sort of covered the the history of the club in a in a, in a more conversational way but then there's other stories I think that we're trying to cover where we're we're thinking what 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 are stories that people haven't really thought about the the, the impacts of so the Brexit ones we tried to do I think from that angle saying you know we 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 all have Brexit fatigue um but actually, as football fans, we 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 often understate the impact that something like a a no deal Brexit would have on on um, football. And so, I guess we're we're sort of balancing between those two Some stories that aren't getting much coverage, which are actually really fascinating, but also stories that are getting a huge amount of coverage. Where actually, if you if you dig beneath the surface, you can you can find a lot more um, than than is actually being given in the mainstream media. A lot of people in the mainstream media, you know are trying to get clicks and, you know, try to feed into oftentimes kind of the tribal nature of football, which I totally understand. But at the same time, I don't want, you know, I myself am not a super tribal football fan. I want a podcast to reflect that. And, you know, I thought you made a great point bringing up Brexit. You know, we did an episode about how Brexit is affecting Irish football. Now, that's something that I promise you, you can't find in you know, English coverage, yet it should, you know, there's such close ties to Ireland. So we're trying to go for stories like that, that like the, the, the mainstream media, I guess just wouldn't cover because it's, it's not tribal. It's, you know, looking for just kind of the general, I'd say sophisticated football fan. Is it difficult to find, well, there's a perfect example as to, as to why the answer to this is, is no, but I guess, is it difficult to find new ideas because, you know, we speak about this a number of times, actually me, me and John and other people have before about the, the saturation of football media in the UK and how it's so difficult to find an area which people haven't gone before. So to take this to the next level, I mean, I personally think, uh, you know, 
in my personal opinion that this does that this really this is something that 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 we do need more of to tell um important stories that uh you know podcasts don't really usually do usually get the average um newspaper or or you know website just doing a podcast where they reflect the scores of the weekend and try and add insight from some of their correspondence which is good but there are too many of those so um is it is it difficult to find those those new and interesting angles where you think, okay, they've done it that way, but we can take it a step further and do this? Oh, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know about you, John, but like, you know, we have a document. I mean, that is literally too long, uh, full of story ideas, and that's stuff that's not even you know necessarily pertinent to today, but like that we could whip out whenever. Like, you know, the the issue is actually we don't have enough time to do all those episodes because they take quite a lot of time to do. So coming up with new stories isn't particularly hard, I don't think. Interesting that you talk talk about saturation there. And I think the problem with the podcasting market in football media is that obviously there's a finite number of podcasts people can listen to. If you assume people listen to podcasts on commutes, you're talking like maybe three or four podcasts that they're going to listen to a week if they're football fans. And the, the, the football media as it stands is, is just so much geared towards ex-pros and then the mainstream outlets. So much so that when, when people say podcasts are booming, what's happened is the mainstream outlets have just tried to capitalize on that by just doing talking heads podcasts. Um, because one, they're easy to do. Two, people will listen to them. Um, because, because of the way that the, as I said, the football media is structured towards journalists and and players so people are going to listen to those um, things and so i think what the saturation has happened has been a top end saturation so very quickly a lot of people have have thought the way that we break into this market is by doing a bog standard talking heads podcast um without a huge amount of production and um and we leave it at that and it, and that's worked the, the the problem is is that there are and, and this is what we're this is what we're trying to tap into we think there's there's a huge scope for um, this other type of podcast where there is, we, 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 we do think about our production values. We do think about pr- producing an audio documentary style. So one of the things we do is we interview people, but we all, we, we are very careful to think about the structure of, uh, of, of our episodes. So we, we have 20 minutes ish episodes. If we have two people on it, that's two sections of around 10 minutes. And even in that time, we are thinking, you know, if, if someone says something that works better earlier on, we'll move it around. We're thinking about how you break the, the, the episode around in terms of, um, in terms of things like mood and emotion, as, as you've said. Um, and we're thinking about how you, how you can package everything together and, and, and have it almost, it's almost like a radio show uh, is the way that I think about it. And the reason why I think that there's so much, why I don't think we're ever going to get saturated because is because it's just so much more effort to do what we do. Than, than just sit down and have a Talking Heads podcast with the same three people who've been in the other Talking Heads podcast from a different company the week, uh, a couple of days before. Um, so I, I think this, the scope in the football media is is about creativity rather than um, – and, and when people talk about saturation, I always think, you know, well, yeah, it is saturated, but it's saturated – easily it's it's people aren't putting a huge amount of effort in and so the the market has become saturated but there are these niches all the right all the way around in the football media where actually there there's plenty of places ripe for plundering and thinking well how can we do something really interesting here not only that but like you know when world football is kind of your marketplace there is no shortage of ideas i mean you know if this if the show we were doing was just london maybe we might get saturated even then probably not but like when world football you know 
you can choose stories from anywhere, then like, yeah, you're not going to be saturated. And, you know, a lot of people, I don't listen, for example, to a La Liga podcast. Like, you know, some people, you know, that's their niche, uh, their niche. And like, that's great. But like, I don't have time to listen to the Italian uh, podcast, the Bundesliga podcast, the French podcast. Like, I don't have time for all that. So we're trying to bring some of those really interesting stories from maybe some of those niche, you know, leagues or not leagues, but niche areas to kind of the more mainstream uh you know, person and kind of curate some of those stories as well. But there's no shortage of stories. You just have to look. And, uh, you know, you talked a bit earlier about the daily. It's it's funny because uh, I hadn't listened to the podcast before. And when I did, the daily was the first thing that came to my head. I was like, this is, this is great. Is, is that something that, that it took a lot of inspiration from? Because it, that is, I don't know if it was one of the first kind of news podcasts out there that didn't just go here's the news today this is the thing but they focused on one particular story i'm guessing it kind of took that outline from the very beginning yeah i mean you know the daily was like i guess the original inspiration but like you know i've had this idea for you know more than six months and so the daily was the first that i looked at in in detail and then honestly today explained has been as much of an influence for myself personally as the daily has um because i think they tend to use sound really well in it and they're quite creative in today explained uh, which is done by vox and then even today in focus by the guardian is really good and they're especially good at telling like kind of in-depth stories that are a little bit more um, off the beaten path. They're really good at that. So I look at all three of those um, for inspiration. And it's also great because, honestly, today I explained they had a transcript. I know uh, that The Daily does as well, but um, today explained even had like when they put in the the music, the scoring and the news clips. And so you really got to see how it was made from the outside. So I studied that for like a month. Um, and then I tried to actually remember that, like, wait, we should be a bit different and try to maybe unlearn some of those things. Um, but yeah, like as John mentioned before, like, honestly, I spend as much time, if not more thinking about how to structure it, how to use, you know, the emotions of music and like pauses and pacing as much as any other part. I think that's important as well, the the, the pacing and structure of things, because someone had, I've, like, I've edited a few podcasts as well in my time. And I think it's it's easy, having listened to many as well, to just lose a bit of focus as you're listening. So to give that pause and, and to have a bit of music in between and to have someone's voice um, come in to break things up every few minutes is, is, is really important. Um, is Do you listen to a number of other podcasts that necessarily aren't th- of those style that today explained the, the kind of um, the daily, the, more of the kind of football podcasts from over here and think, how can I take things from there as well? Not really, if I'm being honest. Well, I mean, I do listen to football podcasts. That's not what I meant. Yeah. Um, but like, as John mentioned, they're all talking heads. And like, there's not much I can take from that. Um, because we're trying to be different. Like fundamentally, we are trying to do something totally different to that. And I don't really see much carryover, but like, don't get me wrong. I love the Totally Football Show. Like they have some great insights. And, you know, if anything, the one thing I did learn from actually the Totally Football Show is it is nice to have like a quick pacing. Like it it feels good for the listener uh, to feel like you're not listening to the same person talk for like three straight minutes without any interruption. So that definitely actually has kind of influenced it a little bit. 
a huge amount of thought goes into the listener experience from us and that's not just simply saying you know we think about the music that we use and we think about the pacing and stuff it's also the ideas that are coming across um and it's it, i would say it's it's rare that that um when we interview someone that the, the whole of their answer to something will go in we're we're very carefully thinking right what does the audience need to hear what do they not need to hear um there's an element to which the podcast is all about the the fact that we're actually aiming at um, a very specific market and that market is people who don't really have time to keep up with all of the football media around the world and they want to have the the interesting stories presented in a in a in a nice um easy to digest format um and that means we're actually doing something that I don't think many football podcasts are doing which is targeting an audience who are interested in football sort of whereas i think a lot of the football media is geared towards people who are mad on football um and uh, for me that's been really quite um enjoyable because i think i've i've been involved in the football media for so long now that i, I i'm fatigued at, at the this sort of notion of you know just getting stuff out as quickly as you can you've just got to keep rolling stuff out because if you're not bringing stuff out then you're not bringing in um, an audience whereas i think what we're doing is we're thinking very carefully about the product and 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 thinking rather than quantity it's it's it is about quality and we have the time and the space to be able to really um break everything down and 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 just give a really sort of efficient 20 minutes um and and that's been a real um it's been a real um enjoyable process for me to go through i've not i'm not someone who's listened to the daily or today explained very often i've listened to it after Josh asked me to get involved with this and I've, and, and I've really liked that format actually now. And so it, it's, it's interesting because Josh obviously came at it with the desire to make a football version of this. Whereas for me, it's actually become, it's, it, I've come at it from a different angle. Um, and it's become quite a nice way for me to think actually, you know, I'm so used to just automatically thinking of the football media podcast in a certain way. And when there is other possibilities available out there, it definitely feels like. A lot of the time within, I mean, probably within the offices of The Athletic as well, where they try not to peg too much to um, the anxiety of, we need to get something out about this now, we can try and take a, a step back, that there is there is often that, that notion that, you know, this match has just happened, we, we must do a piece about something important from that match, otherwise people will not read it, or... Um, there's there's pressure to try and make things relevant all the time. Do you do you ever feel that pressure that um, that the podcast uh, must do something around something that's just happened, or do you feel like oh that's just happened, but we can wait a couple of weeks and do something then? I definitely want to keep it current. Like the show is called Football Today, um, but like I look at it as more like kind of like a week or so. You have is something is news relevant for a week. Um, you know, like the the best example I can give is, you know, John just did a story on the Darby County incident. Um, and, you know, I very loosely followed that. And honestly, it was a bit confusing for me. And when he put it out, I was like, oh, this makes way much, way more sense. And that's a great example of like, you know, I think the original story happened on the 24th or 25th of September. You know, we just did an episode obviously in November, but you know, that was because in order to do it, we had to know the kind of the full story and you need a lot of times the reaction off of the news is actually sometimes more interesting and more revealing than the actual news. Um, And so we, you know, purposefully, I think try to, we don't even want to do the story if it happens on the Monday 
for the Wednesday episode, for example, like the first time it would come out would be the Friday because like you need some some time to like properly just yourself really take in everything. And, you know, I I think we do a lot of research for every episode to make sure that like there's no stone unturned. What's really interesting is because the way that the football media is always based on the moment is that the reason why stories like the Derby County one are so confusing is because you'll get 25th of, of September, um, uh, Tom Lawrence and uh, Mason Bennett in in car crash. And then a few days later, it'll be like, oh, Richard Keogh is involved. And then a few days later, oh, they've been charged in court. And then a few days later, Richard Keogh has been sat. And because it's just sort of there and gone, people don't have that holistic sense. So a lot of what we do in, in almost in almost every episode that I do, the first half is usually just chronological, just saying this is what happened. Talk us through it. The, so that so that people have a sense, oh actually, yeah, I'd forgotten about that being a thing. Actually, these are all interlinked and and there's actually a you can there's a hole here that often gets lost. Yeah, I'm sorry, I was just going to say like that that's funny you mentioned this particular episode as well because I, I was listening to this the other day and that that ex- was exactly the same thing as as you were experiencing because you see these news stories that come and go and as you say like they're news stories and therefore if there's no news angle people won't cover it but people will think hold on I, don't, I didn't really understand that I'd have to read a number of news articles to yeah. kind of get the whole picture to, so to actually sit down and have um, um, was it Ryan Conway from, from, from The Athletics to talk through it and explain this is what really happened this is this is how it unfolded because that is that's a perfect story because for me like, like you Josh that 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 particular story just went past and I thought I know that uh, what happened to Richard Keogh and I know that um, the kind of overall of what happened but not the details and and those are things that only come out a few weeks later anyway and so people will be looking only for news lines to cover that and not you know the kind of um, you know d- delayed gratification that um, the magazine that looks at things a few months afterwards and so sometimes you kind of need that I guess. Yeah and I would just add to that when someone is explaining to explaining it to you verbally they usually actually do a better job of explaining something than when they're writing it down because when you're having that interaction whether it be face to face or over the phone they need to know that you understand it and they will try to use usually the most you know basic language to do so and kind of really take you by the hand and lead you along versus, you know, a lot of times when you write it, sometimes you try to dress it up or you use, you know, technical jargon. And so one of the other things that I think just generally is that things are sometimes better explained through audio or verbally than when they're written down. Um, That's just a personal belief. Um, You know, others would probably um, say the opposite, but... You have more cues, I think, when, when someone's talking you have a sense of what's important and when it's important to listen. Whereas when things are written down, there's a sort of neutrality in, in a text, right? Where you think, well, that's a word, that's another word, that's another word. There's nothing that distinguishes them. Whereas I think when you have a conversation, you, you, your tone of voice actually allows you to 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 get the listener to think, right, this is important. And I know you, we talk about pacing and, and, and about using music and, and pausing just to, to have that same effect, but that happens naturally in conversation as well. Yeah, and then the other thing I would just say is that like, something that I know John and I both like every time there's something big in a story, you know, if it's really big, we'll almost rephrase it and just say it back to the person that just said it so that the audience knows this is important. And I'm, you know, re-explaining it just so that, you know, this happened in this way. And, you know, I think that's really important because like 
a lot of times you'll read something and yeah, you won't know it's important or you won't, you know, it'll just be said in that one way and it won't be rephrased again. So if you didn't really understand it the first way they said it, you're just not going to understand it. Do you feel like in this way then this doing this as a project has helped you, you know, is almost like a course in storytelling in itself? One thing, and I'll probably, you know, be doing this, you know, every couple months is reading just story writing books and books on storytelling, especially in the audio um, format. But like, that's just super important. It's just like telling a story and how do you do that? And like, that's definitely more difficult than I realized. I think one of the things that I've realized is when you first start doing this kind of thing, and, and I, I, I'm a, an ingenue when it comes to any of this anyway, I didn't really know the, the concept of the daily podcast, but I very quickly got into the mindset of thinking because it's 10 minutes or 20 minutes, you, you get a sense of what the episode is going to feel like. And you, one thing I found that I do now more than I've ever done when I've interviewed people before, because when you interview people, normally you just sort of like, here's a question, do with it what you want. We have a very, specific idea especially when you're doing something chronological about what information needs to be in the in the um in the interview that we'll do i'll I'll do things where i like you said i'll reiterate and i'll make sure that we then i push the the person who i'm talking to to say something that i need him to say which is kind of i guess weird because it feels it feels not very authentic but um obviously because we're doing audio documentary stuff you need to do that so that's a good example you mentioned the way that we all reiterate the story. So the, here's the format for the for the um, Richard Keogh episode. I talked to Ryan. I talked to Ryan Conway. Um, I want at the beginning of an episode. I want. I know that I'm not going to bring him in with a question because we just go automatically into the conversation. So you have to think of a question to ask them off air that will lead them into something that allows you to just jump in at an interesting point. Um, so you do that. Um, and then in doing that, you, 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 you're already on the back foot because you have to think, right, I've got to make sure that he's the next question sort of carries things in. So I ask him about how he first hears about this is a nice, nice way of like introing in, I think with people. So you, you say, how did you first, how did you first hear about this accident? Um, and he, he talks about that a little bit. Um, and, and, and naturally will mention certain parts of the story. Then pause music to make it, to, to make the people listen. And then you say, so there's been a car crash. You know that Tom Lawrence and Mason Bennett have been involved and you sort of just do a little bit of, of retelling the important parts of the story that he's just said and then give him a question to then set him off. Like, I think I asked him what, what, what was it that led to this uh, accident taking place? And so you're, what you're already doing is you're sort of building this picture for, for the, for the audience. You're allowing them to be like, right, I know what's happened. It's been a car crash, two players involved. Um, but how did that, like, how did we arrive at that point? And then you go through that and then you have the chance again to reiterate what happens in the crash. And, and, and it's been really fascinating for me just going through that process of thinking about interviews as a sort of malleable raw material that rather than just being like, I've got to make sure I get 10 minutes. Yeah. It's, I've got to make sure I've got 10 minutes and I've got the right stuff and everything that is needs to be in there is in there so that I can conceive of this being made into the final form, which is yeah. really fun. It's interesting because you, you then see um, before maybe where journalists would see the interview with someone as the rehearsal for telling the story, like this is the story, this is the telling of the story itself. So there's there's no rehearsal for that in that way. Um, 
and and you've got to get it right in in, in a way as well. And um, are there any areas you think that you guys probably shouldn't be going into? Because if I guess in a way that if football is related to anything, then you think, oh, we've got to tell that story. The only thing that like I generally try to steer a bit away from in general is just tactics-based stuff. And the reason for that mostly, not that I won't ask the tactics-based question, but the focus of the episode would, wouldn't almost ever be tactics-based. And that's one, because that's hard to visualize. Um, if you're having like a six minute conversation or 10 minute conversation on a four, four, two, you know, try envisioning that that's really hard. I can't do that. So I can't expect the audience to do that. Um, so tactics based stuff is probably the one thing that I would probably steer away from. Not that you can't have a tactics based question and that's important, but, um, just like an episode based on tactics, unless there's been like a real evolution in that tactics has has changed how people talk about the sport or like if you wanted to do one on Guardiola's tactics not in terms of you know actually looking at the tactics but how that changes the discourse of football that's a different thing and maybe we would do that but not like just a this is a tactics there are plenty of people doing that online that do a really good job and have visuals that are fantastic but that's not meant for the audio medium in my opinion I was was only going to say that uh I often find it's difficult to understand tactics, even when you've got the visual yeah, elements yeah, yeah. sometimes as well. You have to sometimes see it and then have football, um, you know, actual play examples to, to, to resonate. I think the only time we've talked about tactics, correct me if I'm wrong, is, is with Gab Marcotti when we were talking about AC Milan and, and um, Giampaolo coming in and very quickly changing the tactics that he's played his whole his whole career so far but which is important yeah yeah like, of course you, know, you have but, to mention that so we would we would bring it in that sense but yeah agreed I, I, I think I, I think we should say that Josh and I I think we do we have different ideas about what constitutes good stories yeah yeah which is interesting the, the conversations we have about um about about what we should or shouldn't do uh, interestingly, interestingly um I think that the, the, the great example of this is at the moment I'm I'm sort of doing a story on on Daly and Atkinson. Um so that that's a story that broke this week that the, the the police officers who were involved in the events of his death have been have been charged. Um um <laughs> and uh, I I I I was quite as soon as I heard it I was like this this is a great story. Um I I'd, I'd forgotten that he'd even died. And um, this was in 2016. Um and I pinged Josh, pinged Josh a text and said, oh, I'd really like to do this for my story next week. And he, he messaged me back saying, apart from the fact that there's a footballer who gets killed in this, what's like the interesting angle of this story? And I was like, <laughs> that, I mean, that is quite interesting, Josh. Uh, so I think we, it, it, one of the things I've really liked is that I think we both, we have, we have, views of what constitutes uh, an interesting story that come from different sides of the of the Atlantic Ocean um and I, I think probably works for the best but between the two of us we sort of we sort of muddle our way towards something but we also don't cover big stories I think anything that's really big really we don't like if anything that's going to break mainstream we nearly did something on the Rebecca Vardy um Colleen yeah. Rooney thing yeah but I think that was part of the reason we we didn't do that is because everyone was talking about it. So everyone was talking about it. And like, just when I went to John, I was like, I don't know that I have the heart to like want to <laughs> pursue this. Like I messaged one person and then when they didn't get back to me, nor ordinarily, if I was doing an episode that I really cared about, if I message one person and they don't get back to me or they say they don't want to do it, I'll just find another person. But like this one, I was just like, yeah, no, there's like nothing and big stories. I you, think you, do, you could do an interesting angle on that. It would have to be like, how have, how have wives and girlfriends and partners of, of footballers 
involved themselves in in the media or something but i think it would take a lot of work and i think you'd have to have a really interesting angle to go through that or you could even do something like on the history of the 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 rise of the of the football footballers wives and girlfriends or something because i i know that um this is a complete aside, but I, I, I wrote a piece on the Munich air disaster, and that was one of the first examples you can find of of wives being pushed to the forefront of a media story in in the in the press. Um, well, that's quite interesting. Maybe, uh, yeah. maybe we'll start thinking about this. Episode. <laughs> yeah. But I think you you have to have a really interesting angle to go through it, rather than like what happened in what's happened between Rebecca Vardy and Colleen Rooney. Everyone kind of knows um, because that's the story. Um, whereas usually we can we can take a, a we could take an, a, a little bit more of a long form look at it. I don't think it would have worked. No, I don't think so either. Honestly, like you know, these episodes take a, a bit of effort. There's no point doing it if we feel like we're just gonna totally rehash something everyone already knows and something that everyone's already had their point of view on that we're not really adding adding anything new. Um, unless it's so complicated that like literally the episode is we just need to explain this because there's so much moving parts going on over an extended period of time. I'm really thinking through how you would do a like a an oral history of like wives and girlfriends now. Yeah, yeah, that would <laughs> that would that would be interesting. Um, but like I, you know, I think something we haven't talked about is just how this medium is changing, like. Mundial did a you know very short podcast called Giant. Um, I think it was earlier this summer, um, or maybe it was the end of last year. No, I think it was like the summer or spring, um, where they did you know kind of an oral history on you know these players when they were younger. And so I do think these like higher and production storytelling you know, podcasts will be coming to football, like football. So, you you know, usually you have podcasts, ideas start in the United States, and then they come to the UK. You know, it's the same thing with sports podcasts. They start in the US, and then they move their way over to the UK. And these types of sports podcasts are coming to the United States. It's only a matter of time till they come to England. Um, so, you know, I think we'll be seeing a lot more of these. And, you know, honestly, that was the other idea for the show is that, you know, I wanted to get in kind of before it happens here, um, because I do think that will be coming. And, you know, this has only made me want to do more stuff like this, I would say, um, definitely, since we've started and we've only been doing it a month. Yeah. It's interesting that it's the opposite way that TV shows go when they're made in the UK <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, they're yeah. made in the US. <laughs> sometimes well, sometimes badly. Depends on what it is. Um, but okay, yeah, uh, do, I was just going to add as well, do, from being from New York, as, as, as you explained earlier, um, does that bring, I mean, I don't know how long you spent in the UK or how long you've actually been, you know, whether football has been your life, but I mean, do you think that, what do you think that brings to the table that's different and, and does it? at all definitely no there's no doubt because like you know i've played football my whole life um but i didn't follow it as like a professional sport since until i was like 15 14 15 um and then but because of that so i still have a lot of my favorite sports are you know basketball and american sports and i see how those sports are covered and 
you know, how a lot of the U.S. media treats those sports and, you know, does some of these podcasts and whatnot. And so by, you know, following those sports, you see how they're covered and you see how, therefore, you know, English football or European football is not covered. Um, so it definitely like plays into, I mean, I'll put it this way. If I was an American, I don't know that I would have even heard about the daily or today explained. Um, cause a lot of people here still don't, um, know about those shows. So it, it has a, being American has a huge influence on how I, you know, see the news and see media coverage just in general. Yeah. It was interesting that you were mentioning Mundell's, um, podcast series because i listened to a, a series that was done by one of the mlb so major league baseball um journalists um a guy called anthony anthony castrovince and he did a six episode i think it was six episode series or maybe seven um and he took mike trout is the best baseball player in the world um he was drafted in 2009 actually a huge amount of really big players were drafted in that same um, same, same year. Mike, Mike Trout was drafted at like 24th. He was the 24th pick, I think, or 25th down there. And so the big question is, how could the best player ever, potentially in the history of baseball, be picked so low down the draft? But Anthony Castrovitz took this idea and just made it into a whole series. So he did six episodes on, on six players who were drafted in that, in that, um, in 2009 draft. And it's just really, really fascinating. Um, just seeing, the what you can actually do with with the audio medium if you if you have the time and the inclination to actually put your mind to it and think right what could we do that that actually ties things together in more than just a, and that's what coming back to what I was saying before it's the, the 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 sports media as it is 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 geared around quantity at the moment rather than quality um and i just think that like josh says there's going to come a point at which the uk market realizes if you actually put a bit of time, effort and money into this, you can actually produce these really, really fascinating um, audio documentaries that could be as popular as, I mean, they're not going to be as popular as TV shows probably, but you know, you're doing something there that um, that actually gets your audience involved, gets them actually keen for, for the possibilities of what you can do with, with the audio medium. And I think it's a shame that it hasn't happened yet. So it's quite nice for me to be at the forefront of that in this country. Yeah, they just just uh, to, before you you speak, um, the Ringer, you know, which has a big podcast network in the states, um, and I'm a huge fan of the Ringer. They just did a little mini series on when the Seattle SuperSonics, which was a big NBA team, moved to Oklahoma City, and they just did like a short series on that um, with Wondery, I think, and. That's something that like there are so many stories in England and in football that you could do that on. I mean, literally Bury, you know, and but like not just Bury, like there are so many huge stories like that that you could do a really interesting miniseries on. And, you know, you even see it a little bit like sometimes with kind of what like Copa has done in on YouTube you know, doing like those 10 minute stories, uh, or, you know, documentaries for like Derby days or something, but like, you know, even kind of to that vein that you can do in the audio format, like without a ton of cost. And that can be really interesting. And, you know, some that I would love to hear. Um, so I hope other people, you know, kind of take notice and start wanting to do that. There are, I have like 10 different ideas that I would love to do, but I'm only one person and I want to do this one with John really well. But there's like a number of different ones that like you just like you're like, oh, my God, someone should do like a mini series on that. But, um, yeah, well, it's good. It's good to know that, as you were saying, 
it, and and I guess it is true that podcasts have really blown up in in, in the UK, especially in well in the world, but like in in this instance, um, in in the UK over the last decade or two, and and it shows. It's it's a reason as to why you guys are doing this because otherwise you wouldn't have done like if if podcasts weren't successful or hadn't been successful or there wasn't any any evidence of it then you wouldn't be doing that but um you know I wish you all the all the best success with it um what uh where where can people go to listen to it I guess it's all on every medium that you can think of it is uh, you wherever you get your uh, podcast you can get uh, football today uh, so just subscribe uh, it's super simple name football today. We have a website called Football Today Podcast, uh, which has, you know, obviously all the episodes, but also like, you know, we've turned some of the episodes into, you know, some text-based articles. If, you know, you'd, you know, want to go back and see, oh, they mentioned this, like, you know, you can see some of that in text and, you know, explains a little bit more about the show. Not that we haven't gone on about it already (laughs) today for quite a bit, but um, yeah, like, you know, please subscribe and, you know, our Twitter handle is at FT underscore podcast underscore bloody twitter you know people just get a username i guess for life and never have to like change it in but um that it, you know it is what it is <laughs> yeah and and there you can find um josh uh being the uh football answer to michael barbaro and uh oh God, definitely not definitely not i don't want to be uh, i could never be maybe john's probably more likely to to be that um at the end of the day like you know just trying to give people you know some you know smart informative hopefully entertaining content um and just make it different than everyone else because you know the world doesn't need another talking head show although i'm sure the athletic will you know help them out there (laughs) um but you know we do need more of these types of shows that you know really place an emphasis on like telling a good story in a good way and you know i hope more people honestly join us like you know i love competition honestly um because i'd love another show to listen to that's like ours so um you know please people start making some really interesting content um and you know less talking head shows it'd be nice to listen to a podcast that like this that we haven't spent hours making <laughs> just to be able to click and be like oh that's an interesting topic i'll you have a listen, listen to this that. and yeah. not have to think about <laughs> yeah. you having <laughs> exactly, made it before yeah, yeah. exactly uh, looking forward to the likes of rugby today and cricket today <laughs> coming out soon um oh thanks very much for for joining me guys and uh, a reminder yeah you can you can find football today on on, on everywhere that, that josh has just mentioned thanks very much 